This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Thursday, the 21st of October. In your Sport Today, an Aussie fast bowler retires. Paddy Mills fires in his nets to boo. New South Wales netballers get a new look. And we check out the Bucks Championship rings. This is your Sport Today. We start today with news that came through late yesterday that Victorian fast bowler James Pattinson has retired from all international cricket. Pattinson is 31 years old, so this one came as a bit of a surprise. Yeah, it didn't. That's because he said just last month that he was going to give Test Cricket one more crack this summer with the Ashes here in Australia. So Pattinson, he's had a long history with injury and those have mostly been stress fractures in his back. And it was an injury to his knee this preseason that he said was the final straw. He said yesterday that he didn't want to be battling his body and possibly let his teammates down if he were to be picked were not fully fit. Now, Fez, statistically speaking, Pattinson was one of of Australia's best fast bowlers when he was on the field, but in the 10 years since he debuted in 2011, he only played 21 matches out of Australia's 101 tests. Yeah, missed a lot of games with injury. He finishes with 81 test wickets at an average of 26.3. And in the last 100 years, only Pat Cummins has a better strike rate among Australian test bowlers with at least 75 wickets. Uh, Strike rate is how many balls it takes to get a wicket. Pattinson got one every 49 deliveries, and that's right up there with the best in the world. It's a blow for Australia's Ashes hopes, Gabs, because Pattinson was right in the mix to play this summer. Yeah, with a strike rate like that, many believed he would have been pushing for a spot in the first test at the Gabba on December 8, given Australia's fast bowlers will have been playing T20 cricket at the World Cup in the Middle East in the lead-up. Now the likes of Michael Nisa, Jai Richardson and Sean Abbott look like they're going to be the backup quicks behind Cummins, Mitch Stark and Josh Hazelwood. But we'll find out who gets picked when the Ashes squad is named in about six weeks' time. Pattinson says he'll keep playing at domestic level for Victoria and possibly overseas in England, and he'll be playing the BBL this summer for the Melbourne Renegades. Today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate. Pattinson was one of three players to debut in the same match at the Gabba in 2011 against New Zealand. Name the other two. Give us a clue, Gabs. Take my advice, Fez. Winter is coming for these two left-handers. Cryptic as always, Martin. Thank you very much. Uh, Find out the answer at the end of the show. Staying with cricket, yesterday morning, former Aussie batter Michael Slater was arrested by police in the Sydney suburb of Manly. He's been charged over an alleged domestic violence incident. Yeah, so Slater was arrested at around 9am yesterday and here's what we know so far. The police were investigating a domestic violence incident that allegedly happened back on October 12. Now, it's being reported that the incident involved Slater's former partner and he has been charged with stalking or intimidating. He was granted bail yesterday and he's going to attend Waverley Court on November 11. Slater, he's 51 years old and played 74 tests for Australia and he has made a career as a commentator, but earlier this month, his contract wasn't renewed by Channel 7 for this summer. You might remember Slater made headlines in May when he called the government's decision to block Australian citizens from returning from India a disgrace. 
yeah, he tweeted that after he wasn't allowed back into the country after working as a commentator over there in India. As you said, Gabs Slater will appear in court on November 11. Ben Simmons' future in Philadelphia might be the big story in the NBA right now, but it was another Aussie who grabbed the headlines yesterday in the first game of the season. Paddy Mills equaled an NBA record for the Brooklyn Nets and showed he's going to be one of the key players off the bench this year. Jeez, what a way to introduce yourself to your new fans. Fez, Mills was a perfect 7 from 7 from 3-point range yesterday, and he finished the game with 21 points in just 29 minutes. Now, just to show how big a performance that was, Kevin Durant was the only Brooklyn player with more points in the loss to Milwaukee. His seven threes tied the NBA record for the most threes by a player in their debut game for a new team, and it also equaled the Brooklyn record for threes by a player coming off the bench. His great start is really important for the Nets, and that's because they need a good shooter to replace the unvaccinated Kyrie Irving, who could miss most of the season. And Mills also had two rebounds, two steals, an assist and a block, which saw some people declare him one of the buyers of the year already after just one game. Gabs, that's quite the stats sheet. Brooklyn's next game is against the Philadelphia 76ers. We don't know yet if Simmons is going to play that one. Netball uniforms in New South Wales are going to look a little bit different from now on, and that's because Netball New South Wales this week revealed a new uniform range, and that hopes to get more players from different backgrounds joining in. Yep, so the new range is going to feature T-shirts, long-sleeve tops, shorts, skirts, and compression leggings, Fez. The goal here, pardon the pun, by Netball New South Wales is to make the uniform fit not just different genders and cultural backgrounds, but also people of different shapes and sizes. The decision to change the uniform comes after surveys of grassroots netballers found that about 58% of girls didn't want to wear skirts playing sport outside of school. Netball Australia has supported this move. They say that they're all for making changes if it allows more people to play the sport. Yep, the singlets and skirts are still there as well, Gabs. Uh, the new uniforms are being made by Valor Sports and I put a link in the episode notes to the designs if you want to have a look. Let's go to football now because as we were recording yesterday morning, Liverpool striker Mo Salah showed again why his coach reckons he's one of the best players in the world right now. Yeah, Fez, Liverpool coach Jurgen Klopp, he made the big call on the weekend after Salah's brilliant goal against Watford. Well, Salah was at it again in the European Champions League, scoring twice in the 3-2 win over Atletico Madrid. In doing so, he became the first Liverpool player to score in nine straight games. His second came from the penalty spot in the second half, and Madrid were then awarded a penalty of their own, but that was overturned by the VAR. It's a big result for the Reds because it puts them five points clear of Atletico and Porto with three games to go. The top two from each group qualify for the next round. In the other big game yesterday, PSG beat Red Bull Leipzig 3-2. Star PSG striker Lionel Messi scored two goals, including the match winner from the penalty spot. He could have had a hat-trick, but let teammate Kylian Mbappe take a penalty in stoppage time, but Mbappe missed the shot. One thing that's made a comeback in the pandemic has been the humble QR code. Uh, you find them everywhere these days, outside every venue, your table at the pub. I've even seen some tattoos of QR codes. Uh, <laughs> well, the Milwaukee Bucks were given their championship rings yesterday before their game against the Nets, and there's a QR code inside the ring. 
Yeah, I don't know if there were QR codes in Middle Earth, but I reckon Smeagol would have been chasing this ring if he had the chance. <laughs> so, Fez, the championship rings, they've got more than 400 diamonds. The top can be removed to be worn as a pendant. And as you said, there's a QR code on the inside. Now, when the code is scanned, you don't check into your favourite restaurant, but you do get sent to a video of season highlights from last year when the Bucks won their second NBA championship. Every aspect of the rings has a meaning. For example, the 50 stones around the inside of the top of the ring represent the 50 years between championships. Silly me, it's not the 50 chicken nuggets that finals MVP Giannis <laughs> Antetokounmpo ordered after the Bucks won the title. Imagine if he ordered 400 nuggets. <laughs> It's a lot of dipping sauce required for 400 nugs. A lot of sweet and sour. <laughs> There's a link to what the rings look like and all the details in the episode notes. Time for Catch This, the stuff that caught our eye what's coming up. And Football Australia said Sport Integrity Australia will release their findings into the abuse allegations in women's football this week. So expect to see that one soon and we'll bring you the findings when they come through. Gabs? Yeah, we know that the T20 World Cup has just started and Australia had its second warm-up match overnight. They lost to India. Steve Smith was the best of the Aussies. He scored 57, but India, they only lost the one wicket, chasing down 153 to win. Australia's first match is on Saturday, and that's against South Africa. Yeah, that match is 1am Sunday morning Australian Eastern Daylight Time. As for today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate, James Pattinson made his test boo at the Gabba in 2011 alongside two other players. Gabs, who were they? I try to warn you that it was Mitchell Stark and David Warner. It was, Gabs. I think you threw a little bit of a Game of Thrones cryptic clue in there as well. Um, All right, that's it for us today. Thanks again for sticking with us. We really appreciate it. And we'll catch you again tomorrow. Tomorrow.